Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of League Lore and More. This week we are discussing the fan-favorite character of Dr. Mundo, a big purple monstrosity of a creature who uh, is not, in fact, a doctor. He is not licensed, nor do I think he took the Hippocratic Oath, if that even exists, in Runeterra. Uh, he definitely does not abide by that. He is a tank-slash-fighter. He just got a rework done to him a few patches ago, actually. That was a long time coming. So he plays probably more of a fighter. He's still super tanky and stuff, but probably leans in more to the fighter juggernaut class than just the pure tank. And he was released way back in 2009 on September the 2nd. So it's almost his 12th birthday, actually. And that makes him, since he was born, or released September 2nd, 2009, that makes him the 33rd champion released directly behind Blitzcrank. They probably were released on the same day, so it just goes by alphabetically. Um, but yeah, 33rd, so one of the, kind of the first 40 that were dumped in 2009. And, like I said, I, I mean, I use fan favorite, but he's just a very likable character i mean as we'll get into the his biography and his story he's not or he shouldn't be but he's humorous to play uh due to his voice lines um you know something like this mundo think you a big sissy <laughs> that's that's gonna get you know people laughing and enjoying themselves when they're playing the game, um, but as we'll find out uh, if they knew his actions behind the words, um, probably wouldn't laugh as much. Uh, they probably still would because League players are evil incarnate. But we will get into all of that. Um, since he had a rework, they came out with a champion theme for him too. Whereas before, where we've had champions that were part of this first 40 or the first few years when they were releasing champions like every other week, basically, um, champions didn't get their own music. But he got one for his rework, which is nice. It is um, what we're going to listen to now, but um, there's a lot of really, really quiet parts. So don't think that like you're paused or something was wrong with the audio um it just gets really quiet at parts um and then we will hop into the 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 meat of the story and it's not super long so we are going to tack on um we may tack on something at the end since there's another character from Zaun that um, really wasn't done any justice by Riot Games in terms of his lore and stuff. But um, So we may do that or we'll save it for another episode where we'll just tack it on to the end because it's that short. 
it's that sad and that short. Um, anyways, uh, enjoy, and I hope you guys learn something. Mundo go this way. Come to Mundo! Also, before we start, um, this would have been a great character to do what we did last week with Urga, you know, the pseudo-interview type thing, or where they're, it seems like they're present when I'm recording, um, but there just weren't enough of his voice lines um, out there and available um, that were easily that I could easily input in here, like I do with the other ones. Um, I mean, Urgot last week, it was at least a hundred, it seemed like, to, to choose from, either sounds or actual you know, sentences or phrases. With Mundo, it was a dozen total, I think. Um, and half were like a laugh or a weird noise that he makes, so wasn't great to to pick from and so i would have really enjoyed doing that but alas what can you do anyway um we will get to it the uh the biography of dr mundo known as the madman of zon oh and one more thing um if you are someone who listens to this and plays dead by daylight i feel like even though there's already a doctor um, killer in Dead by Daylight, I feel like Dr. Mundo, if League and Dead by Daylight ever did a crossover, which they wouldn't, but in a world where they did, he would be a great uh, candidate for being the killer in that expansion for Dead by Daylight, um, and it would be hilarious. Anyway, the madman of Zaun, Dr. Mundo. In the wards of Zahn's infamous asylum, a single monstrous figure roams the halls. His methods are bold, his bone saw is sharp, and his patients are terrified. For this man is no doctor at all, except in the fancy of his own mind. 
Though his true name has been lost to both time and memory, Dr. Mundo was once an enforcer for one of Zahn's most powerful chem barons. Known for his boisterous affability, he was remarkably good-natured for a man who made his living off physical intimidation. He was always quick with a familiar nickname and a friendly clap on the back, and often blissfully unaware of the toes he was stepping on. It wasn't long before he had stepped firmly on the toes of his boss. Determined to make an example of his underling, the chem baron had him committed to Oswald Asylum, a place well known for its inhumane treatment and questionable cures. The baron watched with satisfaction as his enforcer was placed in restraints and dragged away to the padded confines of the asylum's most secure cell. As months went by, the enforcer suffered unspeakable horrors at the hands of his supposed caregivers. Experimental treatments were rendered without concern for the patient's well-being. Nerves were prodded, lobes were severed, and unproved medicines were administered in large quantities. The enforcer began to change his large frame, gaining more muscle by the day. His brain, however, suffered a far worse fate. As he lost all memory of his past life, the enforcer struggled to make sense of the cruel world around him. He looked down at his old restraining jacket. It almost resembled the white coats of the medical professionals that surrounded him. Misreading the words on his own uniform, he began to assume a new name and new profession for himself. I must be a doctor too. Why else would I be in this wretched asylum, he reasoned. And all these other people must be my patients. At last the day came when the chem baron arrived to discharge his enforcer from the asylum. To his surprise, there was no one to greet him in the lobby. The halls were empty and dead silent, save for the faint, incoherent babbling of a deranged patient in a room at the end of the hallway. The baron entered the room to a horrifying sight. Scattered across the floor were countless bodies, staff, and patients alike, dismembered beyond recognition. Standing above them, a hulking purple monstrosity blathered unintelligibly as a large blue tongue lolled out the side of its gaping mouth. Muscles bulged grotesquely beneath its undersized garments, and its fist tightened around the handle of a surgical saw. The Baron turned pale as his gaze found the as his gaze found the face of the monster and recognized it as its as his old enforcer. The enforcer, who recalled nothing of his old boss, saw only another patient in desperate need of treatment. The purple thing lumbered toward the chem Baron, wagging his bone saw in anticipation. The Baron drew his Chemtech pistol and fired. The shot tore through the looming mass in front of him, staggering the monster, but only for a brief moment. The hole in the creature's flesh quickly closed as new slabs of muscle rapidly regrew over the wound. The monster paused, eyed the Baron quizzically, and uttered, You sick. Need help. Mimicking what he had seen performed countless times by the asylum's former practitioners, the enforcer threw the man on a nearby gurney, strapped his arms into the restraints, and prepared his instruments for surgery. The chem baron turned pale as he realized the grim fate that awaited him. The ensuing surgery, like so many before and after it, was not successful. The burgeoning doctor added the remains of his latest patient to the pile on the floor. Though he was saddened he could not save them, he knew he had done all he could. Besides, he would have other chances— Zahn was full of sick people just waiting to be cured. With a smile returning to his face, he left the hospital and set out into the streets to find more patients. Mundo too strong for you! Alright, um...
So he is a purple Hulk mass murderer is what he is. Um, <laughs> pretending, pretending to be a doctor, even though in his mind he believes that he is a doctor. So, uh, except a really unsuccessful doctor. <laughs> um, yeah, very funny sounding, funny speaking character, but, uh, a villain nonetheless, but let us go into his personal story, which is called Do No Harm. Again, kind of alluding to the Hippocratic Oath that doctors on Earth take. Mundo goes this way! It has been while, Mundo thought, stroking the massive purple tongue that hung from his mouth like an executed criminal's swinging from the gallows. Since Mundo made a house call, he rolled out of his bed, a large wooden box filled with sharpened knives and rusty nails, brushed his teeth with a nail file, and ate breakfast. A cat. Mundo felt exuberant. He felt alive. Today was a fine day for practicing medicine. He spotted his first patient hawking shimmer drops just outside Ranker's limb maintenance. The man limped around in a circle, shouting at everyone within arm's length about how shimmer drops would make their eyes roll into the backs of their heads, and how if they didn't buy some right now, right this second, then they were damn idiots, and did you just give him a con condescending look? Because he'll kill you and your family and your family's family. Mundo took out his notepad, a tool he often used to mark down observations about his patients, both past and present. The notepad was large, yellow, and imaginary. Patients exhibit signs of mania, Mundo would have written if he had, hadn't been tracing random squiggles in the air with a meaty finger. Possible infection of nervous system via cranial virus. He might have inscribed if he were capable of such multisyllabic thought. Mundo cure head and face area good, he said to himself. Rank was just about to pack up his shimmer drips, shimmer drops and head home for the night. He needed to get new shoes. These ones rubbed his feet raw when he walked, and at the end of a long day's work, hadn't he earned the soft leather of gray eels? As Rank was thinking this, a huge purple monster jumped out of the shadows and yelled, Mundo has results of your blood work! Mundo left his first patient more or less as he found him, save for a few limbs, and took to the Commercia Fantastica, a market specializing primarily in gear work toys. Though most of the shops were closed, Mundo spied a lone Zonite teetering to and fro as he stumbled down the path. The Zonite sang a song of a Piltoven beauty and the shy boy from the Undercity who loved her, except he seemed to have forgotten most of the words apart from big old eyes and gave it to her. An empty bottle dangled from his hand and he looked as if he hadn't had a bath in months. Was this man afflicted by the same disease that had ravaged the Shimmer Drop dealer? Was this a virus? An epidemic in the making? Mundo had to act fast. This was clearly a man in need of medical attention. Take two of these and talk to Mundo in mourning, the purple monstrosity said as he tossed a bone saw into the drunk's back. Mundo descended into Zon's sump level. If there was a virus going around, chances were it originated there. There must be a patient zero somewhere. If he could just cure the first sufferer of this mystery disease, Mundo knew he could cure the rest of Zon. 
but how was Mundo to find one specific patient in the sprawl of the sump level? What steps would he take to isolate, quarantine, and fix the most suffering of Zonites? How would he... Mundo heard something. Footsteps and a rhythmic clang of metal against metal. He followed the noise as carefully and quietly as he could. Wouldn't want to spook the patient into running away and infecting even more people, and found exactly what he was looking for. A young boy, no older than 15, probably, with a shock of white hair and a large metal sword-looking thing in his hand. He had some sort of hourglass tattooed onto his face. Maybe a warning? A symbol that he was not to be approached under any circumstances? Mundo knew he'd found him. Patient Zero. It would be a complex operation, requiring skill, planning, a careful eye, and... You might feel a little sting, the creature said, leaping out, his enormous purple form hurtling through the air, massive bone saw in hand, tongue flapping in the wind. The boy was surprised, but not unprepared. Anybody hanging out in the sump knew to be ready for trouble at a moment's notice, and the kid had plenty of time to prepare. Nothing but time. In fact, no two ways about it, this was a troublesome patient. He refused to answer Mundo's questions about his medical history and continued to evade Mundo's attempts to make him take his medicine. He repeated himself over and over again, perhaps suffering from a case of physical amnesia and had no respect for Dr. Mundo's authority. The two scuffled over the child's sickness for what felt like hours. Mundo made what he thought were very salient points about the merits of treatment, but the child constantly evaded Mundo's attempts to help him. Mundo grew tired of arguing with the boy. He mustered up one final attempt at treatment, wielding his precision scalpel with the artistry of a Damasian duelist. The words in the medical vows, Mundo fix all things, Mundo do medicine very hard, ran through his head again and again. His desire to cure this child filled him with the purpose and determination. He swung with all his might. The treatment was a success. But then, somehow, the treatment reversed itself. Whatever good Mundo had accomplished in his last attempt at a cure was suddenly undone. To Mundo's utter confusion, the child scurried away, utterly uncured. Mundo screamed in irritation. Why can't Mundo save them all? He screamed to the sky. Not every operation was a success. Mundo would be the first to admit that. Still, Mundo tried to focus on the positive. Apart from his most recent patient, Mundo had helped an awful lot of people. He'd done a full day's work, and now it was time to rest. As the sun came up, Mundo retired home and tucked himself into bed. Who knew what tomorrow might bring? Another patient to help, another epidemic to stop. A doctor's work was never done. The end. Come to Mundo! Okay, so, um... Hopefully you could understand that and that last patient, if you didn't pick up on it, is a champion in the game known as Echo, who um, reverses time. In the game itself, it's four seconds. I'm not sure if it's exactly what it is in the lore, but he, he has a, a machine, and when he activates it, Time goes back four seconds, and it helps him to correct mistakes. And, like in this case, keep avoiding Dr. Mundo for hours on end until he can finally escape. <laughs> and 
so this is a good segue uh, into next week's episode about Echo. And we will end this week with the rest of Dr. Mundo's theme song. But like I said in the beginning, we're probably going to add on another character to this episode. And this character that I really like, I don't play him, but it's really fitting for my name, which is Funky Odor. Um, and this is Twitch, the plague rat. And I want to add him on to this episode because his lore is one paragraph and his story is really even a story. It's uh, like a police incident report. Um, this is really sad uh, that they would devote um, at least, you know, even for Mundo, which isn't even the most fleshed out one, we have decent information about where he came from and what he's doing and how he got to where he is. And then a story that really complements his character and really lets you experience what Dr. Mundo is all about. And then you have someone like Twitch, who is definitely a popular character. Not, I don't think, you know, he doesn't get played as much as other characters, but he's like a famous one compared to a lot of others. And it, it's just sad that they wouldn't, you know, how hard is it to write 10 paragraphs or something for <laughs> a sentient plague rat that lives in the sewers of Zaun. Like, I don't get it. But anyway, um, we will go into his biography, I guess, if you call it that, into his blurb and his story, uh, and then we'll just wrap up. From out of the sewers comes doom. It'll only hurt till you die. Also, I uh, should mention that Twitch has just a million voice lines, and some are so funny and so usable in these settings that I want to use them for, like with the Urgot-style thing. But there's just not enough source material source material to go off of provided here it's so sad anyway the uh the, let's let me count the sentences first oh okay it's one it's one long sentence two two sentences sorry twitch the plague rat a plague rat by birth a connoisseur of filth by passion Twitch is a paranoid and mutated rat that walks upright and roots, th roots through the dregs of Zaun for treasures only he truly values. Armed with a chem-powered crossbow, Twitch is not afraid to get his paws dirty as he builds a throne of refuse in his kingdom of filth, endlessly plotting the downfall of humanity. Rust is like more delicious mold. The story is called Do Not Engage. And it is an incident report. H-I-V-E, incident report, code violation, industrial homicide, case file status unsolved, investigating agent, Rawl, comma, P. Team responded to report a suspicious character, criminal activity, proceeded to Sumpworks, Sector 90-TZ, Sector 90-TZ notably absent, in its place, sinkhole, smoke, 
noxious fumes. Interviews with private security indicate urgent need for better private security. Response team entered sinkhole. Toxic runoff had melted away building wreckage. Two survivors located, one partially liquefied and dripping off catwalk. Six deceased bodies found among, among, among wreckage, three of them partial. Two appear to predate incident. Causes of death include acute deceleration, caustic liquidation, and or fatal crossbow wounds. Unclear if lab's destruction was itself the perpetrator's motive or an attempt to cover tracks. Survivor number one, Ra Kintaya, facility researcher, brought up for interview but unable to provide statement due to one, post-traumatic stress, and two, liquefaction, liquefaction of tongue and lower jaw, awaiting toxic screen and prosthesis fitting. Search and Rescue discovered apparent shantytown constructed from refuse. Recovered items include 57 waterlogged romance novels, ill-eligible, Ill with edits made in crayon, 108 bottles, unlabeled, possible toxic runoff or discarded shampoo remnants, 200 pounds chewing gum, possible installation art project, one jar toenails, labeled by toe slash finger, date, and mood, survivor number two, Valerie Olant, sludge analyst in recovery regain lucidity following prolonged therapeutic electrocution statement transcript or excerpt follows valerie got to do something nurse she's lost so much blood her co-workers lost a lot more than that it's still out there ma'am i need you to focus tell me what he looked like like a rat like a what you mean small, beady-eyed, sort of rat-faced? I mean, it looked like a giant, goddamned rat with a crossbow. Can we moderate your painkillers? You're not listening. It's a homicidal, psychopathic, giant, freaking rat in a waistcoat. Nurse. The nurse injecting Olan's arm with sedative on it. We were just scientists working on refining human waste into inexpensive baby formula. I saw, I don't know how else to, this crazed, enormous rat screaming at us, kicking over vats, spitting on our food. The lab was sealed. Industrial waste was spilling everywhere. Nowhere to run. I woke up in the dark. Well, the acid had melted my eyeballs. I could smell the twitchy bastard inches from my face. It said, nobody steals twitches juice. Cackled wildly and skittered off. I can still smell it in my mind. Oh my gods, I can still smell it. End transcript. At this point, victim began screaming, has yet to stop. Suspect summary as reported. Name slash known aliases. Twitch. Sex, male, unconfirmed. Age, unknown. Height, 4 foot, 9 inches, hunched. Weight, under 99 pounds, even wet. Distinguishing features is a giant rat. Status at large, armed, extremely dangerous. Do not engage. The end. Um, so yeah, that's Twitch. Just a, a rat who loves everything sewage and dirty. And uh, loves killing people. To bring down humanity one scientist at a time i guess uh anyway 
thank you for indulging a two in one or one and a quarter in one. Not much to twitch there, like I said. Um, again, I say this a lot of times, but I hope they just they add to these. Like, I want them to add to ones that are full-length biographies as far as the champion biographies are concerned. So, like, <laughs> have someone spend a day and write up a few more things for Twitch because I'm sure a lot of people would really enjoy that. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And thank you to my sister, Abby for supporting me on Anchor, I think. Uh, I haven't told her in person or via you know, text or anything because I forgot and because I'm lazy. But thank you. And I will be back next week with Echo. We said that already. Echo. And we will exit with the rest of Dr. Mundo's theme. And I hope you guys learned something. <laughs>